Chapter 13 We need to get moving, Jake said. His tiger morph was doing fairly well, I guess. Or else he was just refusing to complain. Which was fine. I'd complain for both of us. Axe? Cassie asked. How are you holding up? I am holding nothing up, he said. But I am slowly freezing to death. I doubt I can maintain brain function for more than a few more minutes. Ox, you have to tell us these things, Jake said. Hang in for a few minutes. We need to move out. We need distance. I took off as fast as I could, which was pretty slow, considering I could no longer feel my feet. Every gust of wind felt like a punch in the face. Tears streamed down my cheeks and froze before they reached my chin. The blood on my chest became a coating of pinkish ice. We didn't get far. Axe stumbled. Prince Jake, I am not sure I can continue. Okay, look, um... Okay, Axe, Tobias, Jake commanded. Neither of you has a good cold weather morph. Morph to fleas and hide in Rachel's fur. Come on, guys, Rachel shouted. I've got you. Rachel stood over Axe while he began to morph. Tobias, still in her arm, began to shrink. Then Rachel scooped Axe's still morphing form and held him to her chest as well. Okay, now we move. We need distance. We need cover. Before the Yurks can come out after us. Let's go, Jake said. We took off again. A staggering, miserable little gang of biological misfits. A tiger, a bear, a wolf, and a gorilla. I started giggling. Gorilla? Here in the snow? Funny. Just tired. That was the thing. Tired. I looked back up again for the blade ship. Nothing in the sky. But the cloud above was kind of pretty. Looked like a horse. No, a unicorn. Yeah, pretty. We ran and kept running, along the frozen shoreline, beneath the shadow of the gloomy rocks. Every step was torture. My feet were numb, but the pain still burned in my legs. I ran on all fours, gorilla style, and my knuckles were soon raw and bloody. The wind came in sudden gusts, lashing my face, cutting straight through my fur. I hated the wind. It made me tired. Couldn't see right. Just follow the orange kitty, I told myself. Follow the big orange and black kitty. Take a thousand ice cubes. Fill a bathtub with them and crawl in. You might get a fraction of an idea what I was feeling. Now imagine the prick of a very sharp pin. Imagine a solid sheet of pins slapped against your face, again and again. That was the wind.
We ran on bloody frozen feet, and now I saw rocks looming higher and higher beside me. Hide. Hide in the rocks! Yeah, that way the... The guys, the ones who were chasing us, wouldn't be... I realized I was confused. The thoughts jumbling together in my head weren't making sense. Were they? Okay, in here! Jake said. We can take a break. In where? Rocks all around us. Tall piles, like... Like rocks. Yeah. I cannot believe how cold it is. Cassie panted, her breath turning to plumes of steam. I can barely feel my paws. Rachel complained. What? I said. I need to sleep now. I looked down stupidly at my bare feet. Swollen. Huge. Nearly double their usual size. I closed my eyes. Tired. Cold. Okay, everybody. Jake said. We have to figure out what to do. Rachel, I know you're cold, but can you stand it? For a while. Rachel said. Not for long. Aren't grizzlies usually hibernating in a cave somewhere in the winter? Cassie, how about you? Well, wolves are cold weather animals, but I can't stand weather this cold, at least not for long. Not for long. Voices. Far away voices. I dropped to the ground, and then I noticed I was on the ground. I had a sudden urge to stay there. Sitting on the frozen ground. Moko! Jake yelled. What are you doing? Everything was turning kind of gray. Moko, you have to keep moving. Rachel shouted. What's happening? Tobias asked from somewhere on Rachel's body. He's going into shock. Cassie said, strangely calm. Moko! Rachel yelled. She grabbed me with her big bare paws and shook me. You've got to stand up. Stop! I mumbled. Angry. She was always angry. Morgo, morph out! Jake yelled at me. Morph out! Yeah! I tried to nod. Rachel shook me harder. Come on, Morgo. Don't lose it. But I wasn't listening. I didn't care. I was floating through space. No, not floating. Flying. Just like an osprey. Through empty space. Wait. A light up ahead. Calling to me. Drawing me to it. Very bright. Like... Like the lights around the bathroom mirror. I tried to flap my wings. But I didn't have any. I didn't need them. Not anymore. Chapter 14 Marco! I'm coming! I whispered. Almost there. Then everything would be perfect. Marco! Okay, okay, okay. 
Wham! Something bashed me in the face. Blinding pain. I felt some teeth drop onto my tongue. Marco, wake up! I opened my eyes. Jake, Cassie, and Rachel were standing over me. Rachel had blood on her big hairy paw. My blood. From my flat gorilla nose. Now somewhat flatter. Her paw was raised to smack me again. Hey, hey, hey! I yelled, gently touching my crushed face with a frozen hand. What's your problem? I'm trying to save your life, you idiot, Rachel said. Don't know why, but I am. Well, try a kinder, gentler method next time. I whined, spitting out something that felt an awful lot like bloody teeth. We were losing you. You have to demorph, Marco, Jake said. Then remorph as a wolf. It's the best morph we've got for this climate. Rachel, you too, if you think it's best. I'll take Axe and Tobias while you go first. They can stay on me, she said. Um, Rachel? Jake said. You have to pass through human on the way to wolf. Like we'd see anything, Tobias said with a laugh. We're fleas. I began to demorph. Slowly, at first. Everything very slow. Brain, not thinking too good. I began to change, shrinking back to my normal size. My frozen, swollen fingers thinned. My black fur sucked itself back into my body, leaving me even more vulnerable to the cold. A few seconds later, I was back in my human form, with nothing but a pair of black cycling pants and a white t-shirt. Not a good body for the weather. I morphed swiftly to Wolf. Relief. Not total relief. The wind still sliced through me with its cold steel edge. But I had fur that was at least designed for fairly cold weather, and feet that were evolved for something other than padding around on heat-rotted vegetation. Cassie demorphed and remorphed as a wolf. Rachel was right there with her. Jake morphed as well. I know he'd suffered in his tiger morph, but Jake, being Jake, wouldn't complain till everyone else was safe. I think this is the best morph we have, Cassie said thoughtfully. Unless we get to open water, then my whale morph would be good. I don't know about dolphin or shark. I think they're both more warm water. Still, these wolf bodies are not equipped for the Arctic or Antarctic or wherever we are. We might be able to survive for a few hours at a time, long enough to remorph and regenerate, but we're still vulnerable, too vulnerable to be fighting. Point taken, Jake said. We stay out of fights, if we can. I stuck my head out of the alcove to see what was going on back down the slope. With this slight elevation, I could see the base clearly, if not in detail. But it wasn't the far-off base that got my attention. There was very little alive anywhere near us, and thus, almost nothing to smell. So when the new scent drifted our way, all our wolf heads perked up. You probably know how well a dog can smell in here. Well, a wolf is to a dog what a Ferrari is to a Hyundai. Smell. Sound. Sight. All locked on like some computerized targeting system. What the heck are those things? I cried. There were two of them, about eight feet tall, 
humanoid. Torso, head, and limbs in the usual places. Only, their heads were shaped kind of like a hammerhead shark's, oblong with big, dark globs on each side that must have been eyes. Each creature had two thick upper arms growing out of broad shoulders. The upper arms split at the elbows to make two forearms. Big, burly, nasty-looking beasts. Silver with flashes of blood red and midnight blue along their flanks along their shoulders, and converging in their faces. I'd seen that color scheme before. They were sliding toward us on long, ski-like feet. They used two of their forearms, one right and one left, to propel themselves forward. And they glistened in the light like diamonds or crystals. With their third and fourth forearms, each carried a chunky black tube of some kind. Ox, we got aliens coming. Jake said. I think they're the ones we saw on those cylinders. Jake described them. I do not believe it, Axe cried. A perfect description of a Venber. Venber? What happened to them being extinct? I cried. Reports of their extinction may have been exaggerated. Axe, are you developing a sense of humor? If so, stop it, okay? Well, whatever they are, they're coming this way in a hurry, Rachel said. And judging by those big guns in their hands, I don't think they're welcoming us to the neighborhoods. Yeah, Jake said. Let's get out of here. The vendor kept coming, making strange crunching noises, regular repeated sounds that seemed to ricochet off the rocks behind us in a weird, distorted echo. They seemed to know exactly where they were going, or at least they knew exactly where we had gone. They're echolocating, Cassie said, pinging us with those sounds. Into the rocks, Jake said. They can't echolocate in there, can they? They should not be able to now. Axe pointed out. We are already in the Chateau of the Rocks. This must be a very sophisticated sense to pick us out of the clutter. Very impressive. Swell, you can ask one out on a date, Axe. You like them so much. Do you have anything useful to tell us? Yes. They would have difficulty dealing with temperatures above freezing. Liquid water, for example. Well, then we have nothing to worry about. We offer them a vacation in Florida and we're home free. Marco, why didn't I just let you freeze? Rachel wondered. The Venber were about 50 yards away from us when they stopped. They raised those big tubes and pointed them our way. They didn't look like cameras. I'm thinking we should duck, I said. Chapter 15 We crouched low, skulking wolves. The horizon filled with a blinding green light. About four tons of rock upslope from us became four tons of gravel. It was gravel rain, rock hail. 
I've been shot at by Dracon beams before. They're plenty scary. These things were about ten stages past scary. Holy! Jake yelled. What are those things? Dracon assault cannons, Axe replied. They are used for attacking hardened ground facilities from orbit. I am so out of here, I cried. Forget the rocks, hug the shoreline, Jake said. They want a chase? We'll give them a chase. We took off along the dead rock and slush shoreline. The Venber followed, sliding along on their ski feet, pushing themselves forward with those massive forearms. They followed. Every few minutes, one of them would stop and take a shot with his assault cannon, blasting the already lifeless scenery. Spread out, Jake said. One well-aimed shot could kill us all. We ran and ran down that shoreline. One good thing about being a wolf is the ability to run for hours without having to stop. A wolf can run all day and all night. The Venbar kept after us. They were bigger. They were stronger. We were faster. And they couldn't match our endurance. But unlike the six of us, the two alien ice monsters didn't have to demorph every two hours. This makes no sense, Axe said as we ran. The Yurks could not possibly invest the Venber. The Yurks would freeze. They must be controlled by some other means. Unless, of course, the Yurks managed to find a method of keeping themselves from freezing inside the Venber's body. Whatever, Rachel said. Point is, we're out front. I don't see them anymore. Maybe they've given up. I turned to look over my shaggy gray shoulder. I couldn't see the Venber. Couldn't smell them, either, despite the wind blowing from behind us. No way they gave up, Tobias said. We have to keep moving. So says the flea, all nice and warm in his honey's back fur, I muttered. What did you say? Rachel demanded. I guess she was shocked that I'd dare to make any remark suggesting she and Tobias were more than just friends and Animorphs. Like it was some big secret. We slowed our pace a little. My footpads were numb and swollen. Frostbite. Again. I couldn't feel the tips of my ears. We need to find somewhere to demorph and remorph, Jake said. What's our time? We have twenty of your minutes left. Axe replied. I swear he emphasized your minutes. We trotted back over to the rocks that continued to follow the shoreline all the way to eternity. We ran on till we found a deep, steep-walled alcove. It was still cold as the dark side of the moon, but at least the wind was left behind to howl and moan impotently. We huddled around Cassie, trying to keep her warm as she demorphed first. Then we took turns demorphing and remorphing, huddling together like a litter of newborn puppies. Weird. A bunch of wolves pressing flank to flank. It was a strange and kind of wonderful experience. It brought back memories I didn't know I had. From when I was very little, sitting on the couch with my mom, snuggled up against her, watching TV and sucking my thumb. Corny. Probably the cold was getting to me. Or maybe it's just that in the cold... In an environment that is ready to kill you without thought or mercy, simple animal warmth 
body and body, breath and breath, seems to touch something deep inside you. Millions of years of Homo sapiens huddled together, body and body, against the killing wind. Until at last, humans learned to make fire. Of course, that involved matches. Or at least a stick. So, what now? Rachel asked, when we'd all remorphed. Axe and Tobias had remorphed as fleas and were hiding in Jake's fur. I guess my undiplomatic remark about Tobias and Rachel had made them self-conscious. We have to keep moving, Jake said. I'm sure the Venber are still tracking us. But we also have to find somewhere to hide for the night. No way we'll survive this cold without shelter. Maybe we can find a cave, Cassie said. Or a snowdrift and dig a hole in for a lair. Or a McDonald's, I suggested. I thought they were everywhere. What we really need to do is find some cold weather animals to morph, Rachel added. I'll second that motion, Tobias said. When we were semi-thawed, our frostbite all replaced with healthy flesh and the new morphing, we moved on. It was getting dark. According to Axe, it was only two o'clock. You know, in our hours. But the sun was already disappearing. That could only mean it was going to get colder. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and I don't have too much to say here, but I do have a lovely message uh, that was sent in through my website's contact form. That website is theapodcalypse.com. That's the apocalypse, like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. And this was sent in by uh, Kay, I hope I'm saying that correct, uh, who writes in saying... Hey, I've been listening to Audiomorphs for about a year now, and I've been steadily catching up. The supercuts were super were super helpful. Anyways, I wanted to reach out and say that I'm so appreciative of you and this labor of love you provide for us. My inner child is stoked, and my adult me is just thrilled. Your voice acting skills have grown, and I look forward to continuing this adventure with you till the beginning. My name is Kay, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Till then, we fight. Thank you so much for writing in, Kay. I'm so glad you are enjoying the journey. And yeah, I will see you. I will see you at the beginning when we wrap up this series. Um, if you like Kay, would like to send something, and you can do it through that website. There's a couple other ways. You can do it on Gmail. That's audiomorphscast at gmail.com. You can do it on Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Um, and you can also reach out to me on Twitter. Um, that might not get read right on the show, but you can come say hi there, and I'll say hi back. Whatever. Uh, that's at Audiomorphs, and that's also where you should check if I'm ever late uploading an episode. I will be making the announcement as to why there. Um, if you use Apple Podcasts and would like to leave me a rating and or review, uh, I sure would be appreciative. Um, although I guess Spotify is really kind of... Does Spotify have reviews, guys? How do I game the Spotify algorithm? Someone someone write in and tell me how I game the Spotify algorithm, and I'll start um, promoting that, because Spotify has really taken over the podcasting space um other than that i got nothing else to say thank you for listening um and i'll see you all next week that's it my name is daniel and i believe one day the andalites will come until then we fight we fight